Welcome to the week three LA City baseball video. Connor Morissette and Alex Scar. League play is upon us this week, Alex. We're going to review this past week. A lot of great games went down. But, man, the, the season's going. League yeah. plays here. Yeah, here we go. This is when the rubber really hits the road for a lot of these teams. We're going to see what you're made of. We're going to see your second pitcher go in the second game of the week. Really get an idea of what some of these guys have to show. Can't wait to get started. Before we get into the top ten like we do every week, who are some teams outside this week that just made or missed the cut? Excuse me. Granada Hills comes to mind. Yeah. Silmar, San Fernando, teams like that. Yeah, so San Fernando and Granada Hills. Granada Hills was in our initial top ten. They dropped out a couple of weeks ago. And then San Fernando, they were a mainstay. I think this is our third top ten. They finally drop out after getting shut out against Taft. Spoiler alert, Taft, like we're going to talk about in a minute, they jump in. Silmar, for me, they're 10B. Taft is in there, and I know Silmar beat Taft in nine innings. It was a one-run ball game. So both of these teams it's almost like a coin flip but this week Silmar we're talking about teams missing Silmar they've got a doubleheader or not a doubleheader I should say a double week league matchup against San Fernando I think it's Tuesday Thursday or maybe a Monday Wednesday if they sweep San Fernando or even if they split and have a couple of good showings you can expect Silmar to be in the top 10 next week all right thank you for setting the scene in that way 10 Taft like you said Alex yep. they're new this week they jump in the big 2 nothing win over San Fernando Tommy Sowers with a complete game shutout only allowed three hits in that one and uh don't look now, but the West Valley League is as good as ever, and Taft gets into the top ten. Granada's going to be there as well. It's yeah. a good league uh, top to bottom. Well, it's got to feel good for Taft, because if you remember from last year, Connor, they were the forgotten man. The forgotten team did not have a good uh, league showing. I think they went 1-9, and 2-9, and nine, something like that. Didn't really put their best foot forward. But right now they're 11-4. and four. They're playing some really, really good baseball, like you mentioned. They shut out San Fernando 2 to nothing. If I'm San Fernando, that's a bit concerning because when I watched them play San Pedro, the bats just were not alive. So is this a common occurrence? It seems like it's cropping up yet again. It's going to be an issue they're going to have to iron out. But talking about Taft, yeah, Tommy Sowers, older brother Billy Sowers, left the program, graduated, left a nice indelible mark on there. And then Tommy picking up where his brother left off, complete game shutout, like you mentioned, only allowed three hits. They get a week off, then they get North Hollywood on Saturday. I think that's going to kind of set the scene a little bit more. Is Taft like kind of a bubble team, Division One, Open Division? If they go out and blow North Hollywood out, they can put that to bed and say, hey, we are a firm top 10 Open Division team. Great. I was going to ask you, Open Division D1, thank you for answering that. At number nine, Banning, they're seven and five. They beat Verdugo Hills 4-0 Saturday, also beat Garfield and Cabrillo last week. But remember, they lost to San Fernando a week before that. So why is Banning in and San Fernando's out? So San Fernando, I am so concerned about the sticks. I like what Anthony Hoya does at Banning. And like we've talked about for the last couple of shows, you have a top flight arm, you're going to have a chance. We okay. talked about Matt Dodd at San Fernando. He's more of a hitter, not really a pitcher. The guy rakes, doesn't really dominate lineups like Anthony Hoya can. So for that reason, San Fernando drops out. But it's not like Banning has a lock on that nine seed right now. As you mentioned, sitting at nine, seven and five. The 4-0 win over Verdugo Hills. Anthony Hoya pitched in that ball game, pitched really well. They get league this week against Gardena. So it seems like things are starting off on the right foot, at least in league play. You get a nice matchup against Gardena. But then San Pedro in a week. So what is this team made of? Are we going to see a two-game sweep out of San Pedro, or is Banning going to fight back when they got Hoya on the hill? Time will tell. At 8, we have Cleveland. We saw them lose one nothing to an Elias Galavis dominated performance. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, him up. yeah, he, he's on Pauly, so they lost one nothing to Pauly Saturday. Cleveland, though, are you concerned about them? They're just not really hitting. They're they're seven and six. They lost ten to four to Downey last week as well. Last year, Alex, we saw them really get the bats going in the yeah. league play. Is that going to happen this year, do you think? Well, I don't have a fortune teller. I don't have a crystal ball. But if I am Cleveland, I'm just a little concerned because how many times have we seen Cleveland just not get the bats going? I saw them lose 10 nothing to Carson. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Hey, balls aren't falling. Guys, are, you're hitting Adam balls. Can't get anything to go. 
get uh, against Pauly, Elias Galavis, like you mentioned, diced them up, struck out 10, only gave up, I think, three hits. Bats weren't alive in that one. So there are some things, there are some, are some causes for concern. And they start off league play with a juggernaut. It's Birmingham yeah. this week. So if things are going to get going, you're going to have a gauntlet to run through early. But like we saw last year, like you mentioned, once league play started, they turned the corner. So they're not left for dead. They're absolutely not out of it. But there are some questions they have to address. And that's why they fell from 3-8 to eight here this week. We really like the compete of Chris Lozano. Oh, he, yeah, no, the kid's, the kid's a beast. He pitched really well against Paulie, didn't get any run support at all. And at one point during that game, oh, yeah. you know, he had his teammates back. There was a collision at the plate. You know, he, he's a competitor. Last What's year, up, 45? Yeah, yeah, last year he was kind of a quieter. You interviewed him, and yeah. he, he was like, like a mouse. This yeah. year he's wearing his heart on his sleeve. He knows he's the leader, and he's only a junior. So he really impressed us, but we need to see a little bit more from the rest of yeah. that group. And it's not like Lozano didn't pitch well. It was a one yeah, really ball well. game, right? Elias Galavis helped himself. He had an RBI double. That was the only run scored in this ball game. So we're still high on Lozano. He's an all-city talent. And like you mentioned, a little bit more fire. He knows he's the guy. The team knows he's the guy. He's a good leader, and he's only a junior, so they're going to be in good hands for another year. But you just want some run support. You want some more guys getting on base, starting some things going, maybe an extra base hit. Just haven't seen it from Cleveland. At number seven, Carson. They finally jump ahead of Cleveland after beating them 10-0 um, a few weeks back. They lose, though, Saturday to Palisades, 1-0. Yep. We saw a lot of one nothing games this week. Jaja Bellinger had a really great outing. But when the other pitcher is so dominant like Lucas Braun was at Palisades, even just one run, that's going to be enough, and that's what happened for Pally. Carson, the, the bats didn't get going in that game, but they destroyed uh, Cleveland earlier, and they're our number seven team this week. Jaja Bellinger's pitched so well, I, yeah. I wouldn't really look at that loss and say that's a bad loss at all. Pally's jumped into our top five this week, so... Carson, they're right there, just need to get the sticks going in those big games. Yeah, you know what? I'm not concerned. When a team gets diced up against a great pitcher, yeah. I'm not concerned. That doesn't worry me so much. What I want to see, how do you compete against pitchers that you should be beating? And they went out and they won 10 nothing against Cleveland. So they put some of those questions to bed for me. Carson's going to be a really, really tough out. Like you mentioned, Jaja Bellinger pitching really well. And they're starting league with Rancho Dominguez. So we talked about, hey, they beat Venice. That's not a team that's really in our, our radar. They're not in our top 10. They beat Cleveland, who's a really good team. They should sweep Rancho Dominguez. I expect a couple of mercy-killing wins yeah. here. And Carson, I mean, if they, they're 9-4 and four after this week against Rancho Dominguez, you can believe that they're going to be feeling really, really good, and they're in a great spot. At number six, we have the Pauly Parrots. We mentioned Elias Galavis, how impressed we've been with him, the 10 strikeouts against Cleveland, and you saw him against El Camino Real, couldn't get and any runs support in that Same game. Thing. Yeah, so just a great, great pitcher. Question with them, who's the number two? Another question, we know Juan Rodriguez over there at third base is a great player, but the bats. We yeah. need to see more from the Pauly bats. They're the only team under 500 in the top 10. They're 4-5-1, and one, but when you have that number one player, it really helps. But after him, I, I question. They'll make the open division because they'll win that league and they'll get in there, yeah. but do they have enough to win a round or go far in the open division? They, they need more from some guys uh, other than Galavis. Yeah, I've seen three Pauly Parrots baseball games. They've scored one run yeah. in those three games that I've seen. So there are some serious questions. And yet they're six because Galavis is so great. Because he has dominated every single time I've seen him. I mean, he's allowed one run in those two outings through a shutout when we saw him on Saturday. Pauly's in a great spot when he's on the hill. Juan Rodriguez is a tough, tough guy to face out of the back end of that bullpen. Throws in the low 90s. 
problem is he doesn't really spot his fastball. But think, this still the thing still is with Pauly. They have talent, but can they hit? We haven't seen them hit yet. They just had that one run scored against Cleveland, and the pitcher helped himself. It wasn't the middle of the order. No. So those are some concerning questions for me. But Pauly right now, like you mentioned, they get Chatsworth at the end of the week. They got Grant early this week. Maybe that wakes the bats up a little bit. Facing Grant, they don't really have a ton of great arms. If you can score 10 runs, start to feel it a little bit, build some confidence, I wouldn't expect them to put a couple more runs up against Chatsworth. I agree, and that'll be a great game. Yeah. Contemplating going to that one Saturday, we'll, we'll see about that. <clears throat> you mentioned Chatsworth. They're number five, so why did they drop out of this top four? They beat Burbank 13-1 to last week, but then they lost to Sierra Canyon 2-1 to earlier. Just thought process on, on dropping them out. So it's not really that they did anything wrong. It's just that St. Pedro and Palisades are playing some great baseball right now. Both of these teams, I think, have a combined three losses and like 33 wins. Yeah. So both of these teams are just playing exceedingly good baseball against some pretty good competition. But yeah, there's nothing to sneeze at there for Chatsworth. They're six and four. The close two-one loss. I think it went extras in the eight innings. Gabe Atchikaro and Stevan Gomez both pitched in that game. So those are your two guys, right? Those are the guys that you're hoping kind of lead you towards a victory in league play once it gets started. And the 13-1 win at Burbank. That's what you got to do. An inferior opponent, you got to bring the sticks. You got to make sure you limit their opportunities and just get things going. Play five innings, play six innings, try to limit it not to the full seven, and they did a good job there. This is a full week for them. They're at Calabasas today as we're filming this in a couple of hours. Then they've got Kennedy, who I expect them to beat. And then, like you mentioned, on Saturday, they get Pauly. What side of Pauly shows up? Is it the team when Elias is starting and they're really tough to beat, or is it the team they got to face there too and maybe they're a little bit easier to punch up? We'll see. Yeah, so we still have some questions about Chatsworth. We mentioned last week how they're consistent. It's time for them to start showing that. Go out, beat Kennedy. Go out, beat Pauly. Establish yourself as one of yeah. the better teams in the city. And I think they have a pretty good shot to do that. Yeah, and they beat Calabasas last year. I remember watching that game. Yeah, I, I think, think we were both there, right? Yeah, we and we, I think they have a pretty good shot to beat Calabasas again this year. So it's a matter of just kind of getting the legs underneath them. They kind of had a slow month of March. March. Things weren't really getting started. Last week they have two games. This week they have three games. So here we go. Here comes the ramp up. This is a great time to get yourself in rhythm, see the baseball well, and I expect them to win a couple ball games this week. Into the top four, San Pedro from the Marine League at number four. You mentioned the combined wins and losses of Pally and Pedro. Pedro 11 and one. They beat Kennedy five to three last week in Salesian 10 nothing. Start league play with Narbonne this week. They should keep winning. Yeah, remember when I talked about at the last show? I said, hey, that's Salesian game. Maybe it's a coin flip. No, no, it wasn't. It was 10 nothing. Maybe there was a bit of an advantage because the game was supposed to be played, I believe, on Tuesday. Umpires never showed up. Okay. Running late, never showed up. Have to reschedule to a Thursday. Maybe that's a little bit extra lift. You never know. You can't we'll really credit. Know. We'll never know. But hey, a 10 nothing <laughs> win that's on the book forever. Count it. That's a huge win for them. The one that's a little bit dicier for me, the 5-3 win over Kennedy. We yeah. talked about Kennedy being down a little bit. You want to see them win a little yeah. easier. That's a team I would have thought they would have beaten, but they didn't have their ace on the hill. I think Scognamio, he came in, closed the ball game, I think a two-inning save. So he's still pitching that ball game. It didn't have their number one guy. But hey, Josh Duarte, three RBI. I think he had a three RBI. Triple clear in the bases. Big third inning, I believe. Scored all five of the runs in the third inning. They just would have liked to see them score a little bit more runs against that Kennedy team, but you can't sneeze at wins. And San Pedro, man, they are 11-1, and and they are rolling. At number three, Alex, with Palisades. This is our second year doing this. Pally at number three. Is this the highest, I think, that the Dolphins have ever been oh, easy. in our baseball pool? Easy, yeah. yeah. And, and we sound like broken records, but it has everything to do with the pitching. Lucas Braun was the star of the show this week, but they yeah. have many other arms who are going to get the ball come playoff time. No one else has a three-headed monster like this. No, no. Palisades is in such a good spot right now. They cannot be undersold. 12-2, yeah. and two, and Lucas Braun, he's taken a huge step up from last yeah. year. He struck out 13 in the win against Carson, oh, yeah. just a one nothing win, and yet we've talked so much about Wyatt Longcar, the kid going to Ohio State. He's going to be a monster. So Palisades, you can't undersell them right now. What happens in the playoffs? 
pitching, pitching, pitching. Can you throw an arm out on Saturday, 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 those three weeks in succession? You're just not going to have much of a chance against this pitching staff. But hey, you know what? Palisades, they get laces this week, and then they have San Fernando on Saturday. Should be a huge tune-up win for them. They had two mercy-killing wins against University. They get laces yeah. this week. Should be the uh, same story. And then San Fernando, pack the stick, Sanford, because Pally has the arms. Let's see if Palisades can really bring the bats this week going yeah. up against Laces twice. Laces was a good team last year, lost to pretty much the whole team. The boatload of seniors, like 12 so guys. You, they really should be putting up some big runs, and you just hope, you, you know, it's not a, a classically good city section team, Laces, but you think if they can put up some runs there, maybe that gives them some momentum, because the question with Pally, we know the pitching will be there, will the bats be there? At number two, El Camino Real, 7-5-1, beat Lawndale 10-0, Glendale 14-0, and then lost at Downey 2-1 last week. In the game against Lawndale, the bats came alive. Steven Hernandez, two doubles, a triple, had an RBI. Brandon Escobar, one for one, two RBIs. Jaden Myatt, two for three, RBI. That's what you like to see, and yeah. we were uh, keeping updated on that on Twitter on Saturday, and it was over before we knew it. Five-minute yeah. quick game against Lawndale. Kind of what we expected, but Elko, good to see those bats coming alive. That's what you like to do. When you play an opponent, you know you got to beat, go out there, play five innings, put an onslaught on the board, get out of there early, go have some lunch. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> exactly what El Camino Real did. That's what you got to do. And hey, in their last three ball games, they've outscored opponents 26-1. to Downey's a really good team, and Downey's beaten up on some of these other city section teams. So a 2-1 two, two win, or 2-1 loss, excuse me, close loss against a good Downey team, not the end of the world. But like we talked about with Cleveland, some of these other ball clubs, when you play teams you got to beat, do you beat them up? And they did. 14-0 win, like you mentioned, over Glendale. And the pitching staff. We yeah, talk Adam a Christopher ton. Pitch well in that yeah, game. and we talk a ton about Cole Kitchen. Deservedly so. The kid's a beast. But Jack Wisnett, Joey Klein, Adam Christopher. Yeah, they got arms. That's a pretty deep pitching staff as well. We talk a ton about Palisades. Maybe they have the deepest rotation. But I would trust Klein, Wisnett, Christopher, and then, of course, Kitchen. Give them the ball in any one of these games, and I'd, I'd be confident having them take the hill. I agree. And El Camino Real in Birmingham, we kind of hold them to a separate standard. But... I think for sure those arms, they're right there with Pally, and uh, it's a good group. At number one, Birmingham, 8-4. and four. They picked up a couple wins last week, but really we're looking forward to this week with them, and then they're going to go on to a national tournament from there. But Cleveland twice. Can they go out, take care of business, get off to a 2-0 West Valley League start? That would be huge for them. Yeah. And for Cleveland, I mean, if they could pick up a win, that would be monumental just because you start with the best team in the league. You don't want to be down 0-2 yeah. right away. So we'll see what happens, but I think we both expect – Birmingham to pick up two wins, correct? Yeah, I think Cleveland, they could change their season if they beat Birmingham, especially on Tuesday or Thursday. If you go out, kind of shock them. That will make you believe a little bit. But talking about Birmingham, our big question, who's the number two behind yeah. Burt Garcia? How about Pio Valenzuela? Five in a third innings, no runs, struck out three in a win over Rancho Cotate and Eric Rivas. He's back, that big first baseman, went three for three, had three RBIs, and then a 5 nothing win. Getting healthy, watch Get, out. Getting healthy. Johnny Tincher, I think, is still a week or so uh, away from coming back, but Rivas, he's one of their best hitters. He's back in the middle of the lineup. And in that 5 nothing win over Burbank, Sebastian Cueva, five scoreless, just gave up three hits. So that's a number two. We're starting to see them develop more pitches a little bit. Cueva, I believe, is a transfer from the Inland Empire. So here he is throwing some big innings here for Birmingham. If they can solve that number two question, I am really, really, really impressed with what they have. Yeah, they got a great lineup. And we talk so much about pitching. It's important when you have Burke Garcia, you'll always uh, be able to pitch well with that lineup. Yeah, Eric Rivas rakes, man. When you get him <laughs> back in the middle of the lineup, that helps tremendously. Yeah, so probably they have the best lineup. In terms of pitching staff, we can debate that. But uh, just 
they are very consistent and they're one to nine, man. It's really, really good. And it's a deep roster. Masai Dorsey playing some third base. That kid on a lot of teams would be one of the best players, right? But he's on the Birmingham team that's star-studded, that's loaded, and he gets overshadowed. So just the depth of talent that Birmingham has kind of overshadows a lot of these other ball clubs. And when they bring it all to the forefront, I mean, that's why they've won two straight city titles. King of K's, who are some of the top pitchers we've already hit on them. Lucas Braun deserves a shout out. Elias Galavius was our Instagram King of K's this mm -hmm. week, but two dominating performance. Braun, yeah. 13 strikeouts in that win against Carson, and Galavius, 10 strikeouts in the win against Cleveland. Those guys were dealing. Yeah, how about we just have a pair of Prince of Punch-Outs? <laughs> Instead of crowning one King of K's, a couple of Prince of Punch-Outs. The Princes of Punch-Outs. <laughs> Lucas Braun striking out 13, then Elias Galavius, and we were there, struck out 10, slow to begin a little bit, but once he got in the face that lineup a second and third time, just diced him up, man, and to get a win. I've seen him a couple of close one-run losses, gets the run support, gets the win, Huge for him, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who we're going to crown King of K's, but both of you get at least a Prince of Punch-Outs. I agree, yeah, great, great performances. Games we're paying attention to, we talked about Cleveland-Birmingham. You'll be at the Boris Classic for this, a lot of this week, yeah. so check it out, some of those Southern Section teams. If you were planning my week, where do you think I should go? What game should I check out? Well, I would check out Birmingham and Cleveland for because sure. I think that's going to give you an idea how good is Birmingham and can Cleveland punch up a little bit? Seems like they're off to a bit of a slow start. What about that Kennedy-Chatsworth game? That intrigues me. Yeah, Kennedy-Chatsworth, I think that's what that's on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of Wednesday, those games. I believe. I think Kennedy, they might not be the same okay. team. If this were a Kennedy team last, last year, year, I would say, man, you better be there. But they lost, I think, 10 seniors. Uh, what a little bit different. The ones I'm watching specifically, we talked about it at the top, San Fernando and Silmar. These are two evenly matched teams. If you go out and you see their aces, if you see the guys from Silmar throwing really well, if you see Matt Dodd hitting the ball hard, that's going to be a really fun matchup and should give you an idea because we talked about San Fernando being they're going to take that Valley Mission League. They shouldn't be tested. I think Silmar's got a lot to say about that, and this week will be a big test. All right. He's Alex Gar. I'm Connor Morissette. This has been the Week 3 LA City Baseball video. We'll be back for Week 4 next week. Take it easy.